What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anthe Up. Howard Bender and Adam Rodas here from the Fantasy Alarm. And uh, woo, baby. All right. So week one officially in the books. Uh, Monday Night Football comes to a close. Overtime, Raiders 33-27 win over the Ravens. Raiders, you know, won outright. When I took the game, they were a four and a half point dog. It was three and a half by the time game started. Uh, the over-under was 50 and a half, and it finished up 57. So over hits, Raiders win, Raiders obviously cover, and uh, and what a game. What a game there, Adam. Yeah, so many wild swings at the end. It looked like the Raiders had it won, but Brian Edwards was ruled down about six inches from the goal line. They had a penalty. Then you're like, all right, well, they'll kick the field goal and win it, and then uh incomplete pass to Willie Sneed off his hands. I thought it was a bad car. If Carr threw it more accurately, it, it would have been a, a winner. It goes in to the end zone. Ravens intercept it. And then the Ravens turn it over as Lamar Jackson fumbles and the Raiders take over. And then they go to kick a field goal and they didn't have a timeout. So they take it delay a game. They go back five yards. Now they got to put the offense back on the field. And then Derek Carr finds Zay Jones wide open down the field for a walk-off touchdown. Just an insane game. Oh, yeah, and I forgot, too. Daniel Carson hit a 55-yard field goal as time expired in regulation to force the overtime. Yeah. Um, absolutely insane. Crazy stuff all around. Yeah, when they took it away from, from – it was so funny, though. You know, like everybody's like, you know, helmets off, uh, shaking hands, hugging each other, wishing each other good game. And then they call it back. And then we literally got like almost an entire quarter <laughs> right afterwards, which was uh, hysterical. I'm just going to say this now because, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to toot your own horn here. Right. Beep, beep. Zay Jones with that touchdown catch. I dedicated putting Zay Jones as a contrarian pick in the showdown slate right up, shouting out Sandro Anello. <laughs> from Sirius XM. I'm like, this is the type of play that he wants. This is where, like, you know, because he's he's mentioned Zay before. So I was like, I dedicated it to him. I put it in there. Two catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Um, if you if you got to pay down like that, you were uh you were pretty psyched. You're pretty psyched. Um tell me what you thought of what was going on with the Ravens backfield here, right? Like, why didn't I see any Tyson Williams in the second half? Uh, did I miss an injury or something? Because, you know, wife was uh, was bringing home food and shit, and I had to, like, feed the dogs and stuff, and so I missed something. Did did I miss something, or did they just say, ah, fuck it, we're going to Latavius Murray here? Yeah, I didn't see anything that happened. I do think, though, on that Lamar Jackson fumble, uh, Williams blew pass protection. So that's not a good thing. Um, so, ah. but that was that was late. But it was a lot of Latavius Murray though in the second half though. So, a lot of Latavius Murray, and he ends up out touching him ten to nine. Yeah, I think I just retweeted from Michael Florio from NFL Network. He had Tyson Williams fifty-one percent of the snaps, nine carries, four targets. Latavius Murray thirty-one percent of the snaps, ten carries, no targets, and Trenton Cannon thirty percent of the snaps, two carries, no targets. So, it just but it did feel like. Close game on the line. They had Latavius Murray in there more. So it is concerning. I mean, you're happy if you started Williams in fantasy because he got you nine for 65 and a touchdown. That's 7.2 yards a pop. Latavius, 10 for 28 for 2.8. Williams also added three for 29 through the air and four targets. So uh, you're happy if you started him. And I know I did in a couple leagues, but you're a little worried going forward what's going to transpire here in this backfield. and. Do they use Le'Veon Bell too? I mean, we don't know what kind of shape he's in, but you know they like to rotate back. So I don't know how to feel about this. Nine carries against the Raiders? I don't know. I yeah, know he had sixty-five yards, but you were looking for more than nine carries tonight. I was definitely looking for more than nine carries, especially when you saw him like you know rush for that. What was it, like a thirty-five-yard touchdown? Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice cut and run. Uh, it was good, solid play. I, you know, li literally, I, I, if, if he blew the the pass blocking 
late in the game, then I'm sure maybe that was something that that happened. I mean, you know, earlier in the game, we're going to have to get some sort of a a, a read here from uh, from Harbaugh and figure out, you know, what's what, because, I mean, it's definitely going to be a big deal in the backfield if they were to go to Murray, not only if they were going to go to Murray, but I think that, you know, saying we're going to go with Latavius Murray uh, to me also means that they're going to go with uh, like a Lev Bell or a Devonta Freeman. They're not going to have Latavius Murray just by him, you know, be the the lead back with Tyson Williams as the backup with Trent Cannon. Like, I think they'll bring in somebody else just, you know, because of, you know, fresh legs or or whatever. But, oh, yeah, dude, Latavius Murray. I can't that that would bum me out, man. I, it would bum me out. I'd be, uh, you know, sad for Tyson Williams, sad for fantasy owners, too, because you really, I mean, you know, all this shit that, that's been gone on during the day, like, you know, you know, we kind of talked about what the hell was going on uh, in San Francisco on last night's pod. And I mean, all day today, it was all about, you know, how much do I spend on Elijah Mitchell? Right. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I don't know, 15 percent of your budget, maybe like here's a guy who's going to be perpetually. In, in in a rotation, nobody's taking this job in San Francisco and running with it by themselves. And so it's like, you know, I'm answering that all day and I'm like begging the universe to give Tyson Williams a, a great shot and a great game. And maybe he can actually lead this backfield with Lat Murray kind of in that support role of, all right, you know, I can be a big bruising back at times and, you know, I can have some fresh legs here, but. Ah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, I, I can't deal with another shared backfield. Yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens like to use multiple backs anyway, so that's the way it's going to be. Uh, and it's just a matter of are they going to incorporate Bell or Freeman into the backfield? Uh, but again, I thought you would see more out of Williams tonight. It didn't seem like they ran the ball as much as they usually do. I know it was 34 rushing attempts to 30 pass attempts, but, you know, Lamar Jackson had 12 of them. He actually led the team in carries, which kind of saw coming. You know, I think we both liked the over on his rushing prop when we discussed it on yesterday's pod. And I kind of knew, yeah, with their backfield, you will see Lamar run it a little bit more. So uh, it's I'm not sure what to take away here. I mean, I don't think Latavius is the answer, though. You know, again, 10 for 28. It's not like he went out there and was great and Williams looked better, but maybe the pass protection is a little bit of an issue, at least on that last one. Uh, Lamar Jackson did fumble three times tonight. He lost two. Oh, some sloppiness there. Some definite sloppiness uh, indeed. Um, What else? Uh, Sammy Watkins, four for 96. Hollywood Brown, six for 69 and the touchdown. Some great stuff there. Both Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray get into the end zone. Uh, disappointing performance all around for the Mandrews. Only three catches uh, for 20 yards. Um, again, on the, uh, on the, on the Raiders side, big night for, uh, for Derek Carr, 435 and two touchdowns. He did have one pick. Uh, Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. So, I guess Jacobs was fine. I was worried that he was going to end up with the rumbly bumblies, you know, get some mud butt in there and uh, and miss some most of this game. But they kept going to him. And, uh, you know, Drake had the pass catching stuff. Jacobs got the uh, the the early down work and obviously the short yardage work as well because he got two touchdowns. Yeah, I think the snaps were pretty close. I think I saw Jacobs. 55 drake 51 something like that um so we know that drake was going to be involved in this offense that he was more in the passing game which is kind of what we expected he caught all five targets 59 yards only six for 11 on the ground jacobs jacobs was in and out of this game too like he was always limping uh but yeah, he, he just did see him come out and, and like kind of limp it up a yeah i saw bit. at least twice one early in the first quarter again later at least twice, maybe three times, or maybe I'm just replaying the image over my head. But yeah, he was constantly banged up. And I see people like victory lapping over Jacob. So people told me that was a bad pick. You guys really, bro? He had 10 for 34 and found the end zone twice. See, touchdowns are you can't point to touchdowns and say, oh, well, the guy came through. 
you're not going to get that every week. You need a guy who's getting volume and targets in the passing game. Jacobs had two targets, one catch for six yards. Yeah. You know, you're not getting two touchdowns every single week. You know, so be careful with that. And I know it's the Ravens defense, even though they didn't. Yeah, they look they were up and down tonight. I mean, at times they look good, at times they didn't. Uh, but still, uh, I wouldn't say like, oh, yeah, I feel great about Josh Jacobs now. I mean, did we, did we really see it? Did we see anything from him tonight? It's funny. Like, people see the touchdowns. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's fine. And then the next week, when they have similar volume and no touchdowns, oh, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> like, touchdowns are such a deodorant for things. And people point to it. It's like, he didn't, sc- when he wasn't scoring, oh, look at Jacobs. He's doing nothing. And then he finishes night with two. Oh, I told you it was a great pick in the mid rounds. Like, what? <laughs> Dude, week one is always the funniest. It really is. I mean, you know, bombarded with just, you know, the craziest questions, the uh, just the the whole, um, you know, just overreaction. This guy sucks. That guy's amazing. And it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's bad. It's definitely bad. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, of some of the other stuff that went down. I mean, everybody hates the Falcons right now. Um, Aaron Rodgers is done. He's just phoning it in. Um, trying to think of what some of the other comments were, uh, today. I mean, you probably got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of messages and a bunch of tweets. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the, the usual stuff, everyone overreacting to, what happened yesterday? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Falcons were a big one. The Packers, uh, the Jags, Giants, Bears. Giants, Bears. Titans, Titans were a big one. Titans were a big one there, right? Yeah, but I mean, nobody was like, uh, you know, it's so funny how like every once in a while you get like the, you know, the, the public is uh, suddenly knowledgeable and it's like, Anybody who was like, oh, what a terrible day from Derrick Henry. Everybody's like jumping on it. Like, it's game flow, dude. That's all it was. It was just game flow. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Right? <laughs> like, why can't you guys be this rational, uh, you know, all the time? Like, why is it? You know, why are you like all flipped out? Yeah, he was stopped at the one twice, too, before the Tannehill touchdown, rushing touchdown. So, you know, they gave him a couple opportunities. Well, Arizona really fuck, fucking jumped on him, man. It really did. It was, uh, it was a big game for uh, for Arizona's defense, no doubt. Yeah, I think their defense is pretty good. Uh, I know in some best ball drafts where you where you had taken two defenses, I was looking at them. I was my second. I didn't think they'd be – I didn't think they'd hold the Titans 13 points. You know, I expected better. But, yeah, I mean, they came off flying Chandler Jones with five sacks. So, uh a little bit better than we thought. And, uh, you know, again, it's one week. You're going to see a lot of crazy things and we'll see, uh, they have their home to Minnesota next week and then they're at Jacksonville. So they got a really good opportunity to start three and zero before they have a tough stretch at the Rams home to the Niners at the Browns. Rams, Niners, Brown. That's not, that's not a fun run of the schedule by any means. No, but, you know, they get a road win and now you come home for the Vikings. You're at Jacksonville. So, you know, they should be two and one, at least out of that and potentially three, you know, but you need to win those games because your division is going to be really tough. I mean, I was talking, I think it was on alarm after hours going over the NFC West. I was like, geez, like every team, I think the Cardinals weren't there. Wasn't their win total nine, nine and a half? Like everyone in that division was at least nine. Yeah, it was it was kind of laid out pretty evenly there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it's a tough division, and we saw it. They all won in week one, so that it's it's really going to be a fun playoff race in the NFC West. Yeah, AFC West. I got to tell you, you know, next year when um when when Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are with the Raiders, AFC West is going to be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that could happen. Or Rogers goes to Denver. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's definitely, you know, is Teddy Bridgewater just a placeholder this year? They know that they're not into Drew Locke, but, you know, they could get Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like it's, you know, you look at the the lack of, like, playmaking receivers for the Raiders. And, I mean, come on, right? Brian Edwards, 
They don't use him though. See, it, Brian Edwards showed what he can do, and it took 59 minutes for Derek Carr to realize that he's on his fucking team, man. I mean, <laughs> Edwards Edwards made a spectacular play on the sideline when Carr threw it up, almost scored the touchdown. I'm like, wait a second, if you if you? I know there are probably some people on the East Coast who went to bed and were like, damn man, I played Brian Edwards in a deep league or a DFS, and the motherfucker had a zero. They're gonna wake up and be like, four for 81. What the fuck? <laughs> right? I mean, it's crazy, and actually. It, I was looking at one of them. So I had a, I really had a great week in fantasy and it means nothing because it's one week, but one of my teams, man, my NFFC online championships, absolute disaster, bro. I got Jerry Judy. So he's done. I have Michael Gallup. So he's done Beckham. I don't even know if he's going to play this week. And if he does, it's going to be limited. Darrington Evans, who's an IR. I'm like, shit. And uh, I have Brian Edwards on the bench. I'm like, I might have to start him next week, man. But <laughs> It sucks, man. That's the thing. And the and this format, man, you get like a few injuries, man. It's just it's brutal, man. It's just brutal. Um, you know, again, you gotta plug away and keep going on. But same thing happened to me last year because I had Barkley. I was like, great, and just fought to the end and almost made the playoffs, but didn't. But it, this is a terrible start, man. To lose to lose these guys already. You know, it's like, all right, well, I look Judy. All right, well, Gallup's not a bad option. Oh shit, he's out too. Oh, I got Beckham. Well, is he gonna play? And then yeah, Brian. Edwards. I don't even who do the Raiders play next week because it's not. Oh, like oh yeah, Brian Edwards. He looks good, and then the same shit will happen next week, and they won't go to overtime. Oh, they play the Steelers. Great <laughs> at the Steelers. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's not ideal. No, Steelers did a not. good job against the fucking Bills, man. Yeah, but uh, Steelers are a typical team that lets down in in, in spots where you think they should smash, but that's been their history. Um, but you got to think Raiders emotional coming off a home win, just like in a letdown spot on the East coast in Pittsburgh next week. But then again, like I said, Pittsburgh kind of plays down the level of competition over the last few years. So interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Wait, wait, Steel- wait, are Steelers at home? Yeah. Oh, their defense always plays much better at home. Yeah, but they, um, this is a typical spot in the past where they just do not come out to play. You know, you're like, oh, and they, it's not like they played great against the Bills. I mean, they played good defensively, but their offense wasn't crisp. Um, but you'd be like, oh, yeah, Steelers, oh, look how good they were against the Bills. They're going to pummel the Raiders. And I don't know. Again, <laughs> I've seen, seen this team too many times. I've been pretty good at picking that spot. So I'll have to look into that game a little bit more. But, uh, I think if you uh, have Darren Wall, you're pretty happy tonight, man. Dude had 19 targets, and it felt like Carr was looking for him every play in the first half. Uh, oh, my God. Did you did you watch – how much of the game did you watch with the Manning brothers, man? That was – the second half. I, I saw Kelsey was on. That was good. He cursed. He didn't know that they were playing the Ravens next Sunday. That's oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. That was great. He thought it was the Chargers for a little bit. He's like, yeah, I know we got the Ravens coming up too. And Peyton's like at the end, like, yeah, make sure you take that flight. Uh, to Baltimore, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Charles Barkley was uh, I was missed on. that. I saw he was on, but I had the volume down, yeah. And then I saw like everyone because I usually typically do not have the volume on during games, it just annoys the shit out of me. I'm telling you, like, this this was like it annoys the shit out of me, too. This, unless was, it's unless it's uh, Gary Cohen, Ron Darling, and Keith Hernandez, they're phenomenal. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Mets fan. You yeah, will get you a lot of Yankees fans. You're a Mets fan. No. That's like me as a Rangers fan being like, oh, Phil Esposito was the greatest announcer ever. No, 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 no. There's a lot of Yankees fans who will say the same thing. And a lot of baseball fans. That booth is phenomenal. Because they tell it how it is. They're not afraid. The problem with most baseball broadcasts, they're all homers. They And they won't criticize the team. Those guys straight up tell you exactly what's going on. Well, this this one here, I gotta tell you, man. Like listening to listening to Peyton and Eli go back and forth, because you know, obviously, you know, it's 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 more than just you know, hey, we were quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, hey, we were MVPs. We won. We've won Super Bowls. Um, but it's this this the sibling rivalry shit that goes on. You know, and then they'll like they'll quote something out of off of Wedding Crashers or the other guys and. They'll give each other shit. Uh, Eli, at one point, did you see where he was like uh, talking about the dude in the stands, the big fat dude with no shirt? Oh, and no, he, I missed that part. And it was like, I, I don't know, man, because apparently he like said it a couple of times. And Peyton was like, you know, we got to talk about the fact of how many times you start talking about a guy not wearing a shirt. 
You know, it's like, you know, do you do you need to say something? And I mean, it was just it was just really funny having them go back and forth, because in the middle of all that, like, I don't know how you feel about Tony Romo calling a game like I love it. I really do, because he explains it and he breaks everything down. But he shows you like he's like, this is what they're going to do. And and they end up doing it. He like maps it all out and then they end up doing it. You know, and it's like I always joke around like, oh, Tony Romo from the future is, you know, back in time calling this game right now. Um, And it was kind of like that, though, with with Peyton and and Eli, that they were like, oh, shit, it's cover zero. It's cover zero. He should go deep right now. Oh, he's going to run the ball. That was a bad call. I mean, literally just, you know, all of that, you know, going back and forth. So there was there was a lot of humor in there. Yeah. Did you pick up the other thing, too, late in the game? I think it was still regulation where Edwards put the ball down instead of giving it to the official. And did you see hear him talk about that? I did not. My wife yeah, he's was like yammering he, on. He's like, you gotta, you gotta hand the ball to the official. You can't place it down at the spot. And it cost him time because he put it down on the spot. The official picked it up and moved it. So he's like, Yeah, that's a, a bad mistake. So they were just pointing out little things that maybe the average fan doesn't know or don't think about. So it was good stuff. You know, and again, they were entertaining. You know, the one criticism I'll have is that when they brought Russell Wilson on, they talked a little bit too much about his game. Like you had a good game going on in front of you. I get it. It's cool. Oh, the Tyler Lockett play and all that. But, you know, it's the the fourth quarter, man. You know, talk about the game that's going on. That's the only thing I would say. Okay. I mean, they did it. They did it, though, after, you know, and they. Russ, hey Russ, could you stick around? Uh, yeah, you know I gotta look at the playbook and stuff, but yeah, I, it's fun here. I'll I'll stay around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think some of that kind of stuff they'll they'll hone, yeah, right? Yeah, and they'll do. It. They signed on, so I found out it's uh ten times ten Monday Night Footballs, um, for the next three years. So I think so you ten know, games per year, ten games per year. Okay. I saw most of the feedback on social media was really positive. So they might be like, hey, we, we want you guys every week. And be like, okay, pay us. Must be, dude, it must be so nice to be in that spot where, like, you know, you can pretty much get anything you want. Don't people do that with us? What do you mean? Like, aren't you and I, aren't we getting offers like that on a regular basis? Everybody wants to be involved with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I just got a couple emails asking for requests just now while we were talking. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, man. I'm just trying to be humble. That's all. Oh, Lord. It's hard to be humble. But it you're is, perfect in every way. Oh, thanks. I didn't know you felt that way about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, unbelievable. So um, where did we go on the game? I took the Raiders with the points and I took the under. Did you say the over yesterday? Yeah, over 50 and a half. Yeah. Ah, man. I was so hoping that that Dan Carlson was going to miss that extra point. You know, yeah, I was like. It, yeah, I was once like, it got to 24, 24, I'm like, all right, it's going over. Because unless oh, you yeah. get a tie, unless you get a tie in overtime, it's very possible. That was the other thing, too. Russell Wilson was killing the overtime rule, and I'm with him. He oh, said some crazy right. shit. He said some crazy shit, but I that it got cut off a commercial. He's like, "Well, here's my idea. If it's tied at the end of regulation, you come back out for a coin toss, and the team has to kick from like the 35. One team has to choose, and he kind of didn't finish it. The pain's like, hold that thought. We got to go to break. That's the thing too. If, if you're a broadcasting student, it's not the most smooth, but no one cares because you know they talk so much, and they probably have a producer in the ear going, "You got to go to break. You got to go to break. You got to go to break. We're cutting a commercial." So. And that'll like that'll get smooth with uh, experience. Yeah, he just needs the reps. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Fuck that! I'm Peyton Manning. I'm not going to break. I'm going to keep talking. You go when I say. <laughs> like, uh, you, our sponsors are paying your salary. You got to go to commercial, right? <laughs> exactly, dude. Come on. It's like having to do like uh, all those reads on the uh, on the alarm show. Oh, dude, the day I was there, one of the days I was there for you, I was like, oh my goodness, I got to read like every segment. Every segment, yeah. And it's and 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 three of them are all the same stat. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did the three and three are the same at the end of segment two, three, and four. (laughs) Did you know that eighty five percent of people who play DFS lose? Yeah. I mean, is it really that surprising? I mean, 
they're they're ingrained in my head now. Now the uh, the ads that I do now are for uh, you know, there's one that's a get Roman ad, so it's an it's an ED pill ad, right? So I'm like sitting there, and at one point I'm like I'm doing the read, right? And my wife comes into the uh, into the office. She's dropping off like this big bag of Red Bull that she bought for me. Right. So I'm like, see, but I'm like in the middle of the read and I'm like, you know, I'm like doing it. I'm like, I'm like talking about, you know, ED pills and doctor visits and stuff like that. And she's looking right at me with this confused look on her face. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like holding my hand up, you know, uh, you know, to her face. I was just like, don't look at me. Just don't look at me while I'm doing this read right now. I don't like it. <laughs> and then who was it? Then, uh, like towards the end, um, when I was I, I did the read and uh, and and Amber Amber Theo Harris and and Mike Fabiano were already connected and they were in the Zoom room, right? As I'm like doing this and Fabiano then starts asking me, he's like Bender, Bender, how was your doctor visit? Did you get some boner pills? <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, no, no, they they turned me down. Apparently, I was too honest about my drug history, and they said, oh, "I'm sorry, we can't." You know, uh, you've you've taken ecstasy in the last year. You're, you, we're not going to give you a pill. I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> They'll find a different one for you. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'm just you know, I'm just waiting it out. I'm going to use a different email, and then I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to lie. <laughs> have you have you taken? What's your what's your drug use in the last? You know. Six months. Oh, nothing. Not a one. Nothing. Not not a bit. I don't even smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! So, so that's week one, dude. Let's um let's talk about some of the shit for uh for waivers that everybody's going completely bonkers. But you know what? Before we do that, uh, we're gonna pay a couple of bills. And uh, we're going to let the commercials play. And when we come back, we'll hit you with some waiver talk uh, for uh, here for week one going into week two. So stick around, Howard and Howard and Adam. Be right back. All right, Adam, here we go. Let's talk a little waiver wire action. First of all, let's, you know, I, I guess the, the main one, and I'll, I'll hit you with the big questions I got was, you know, how much do I pay for Elijah Mitchell? Um, do I go after Jamichael Hasty? What are your thoughts on Mark Ingram uh, and, and the Houston backfield? So we've got the Houston backfield, the Niners backfield. Are you looking at any of that for uh, for waivers right now? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on how bad your running back situation is. Um, you know, you might be in a situation where you're kind of desperate to fill that RB2 slot and you might have to be a little aggressive on Mitchell. I think we all know with Kyle Shanahan, this can change in an instant. We could see Trey Sermon back out there next week. Um, so, I mean, look, right based on what we saw week one, Mitchell is the guy with Raheem Mostert out for eight weeks. It's him. Um, I think 20% is probably not going to get it done. But I don't really want to go crazy. So you're going to see people spend 30 to 40 percent and possibly more. So I'd probably 20 percent would be me if I really needed them. But I don't know if well, that's so going to get it done. How, how badly would you say that you would really need him? Like, you just give me an example of I mean, you've probably got an RB1. So let's say you've got like a Jonathan Taylor, or you've got, um, I, whatever, it doesn't matter. You got an RB one, like how, how bad does your RB two have to be for you to put 20% on Elijah Mitchell and hope to grab him? Um, how low can you go? 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 Um, you may keep stalling for you. How no, I mean, can uh, you go? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you have a bunch of guys who are not getting touches, you know, you have a, a Kenyon Drake and a a James White and a Michael Carr, something like that. You know, where you're like, man, I don't know if I could count on these guys every week. And we know how 
productive the 49ers run game could be, you might have to take the shot there. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let me, you know, I'm just kind of going through it right now. I'm just looking at what your weekly rankings were for um for week one. You know, not not you know taking this as as gospel. So if your RB2 is David Montgomery, um, are you cool not putting a big bid on Jamichael Hayes? Let's say you've got this guy as your RB2, and then for you know, you know, for for depth and filler, you've got you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like you've got AJ Dillon and you've got uh, you know, like you said, James White, Kenyon Drake, you know, you, you've got stuff like that going on. So that means then your RB2, um, would you be okay with not putting a big bid on Mitchell if Montgomery was your number two? Yeah, yeah. I think if Montgomery is your two, you're pretty fine, especially if using a receiver in the flex. I think you should always put a bid in, though, on a player like Mitchell. Don't think, oh, well, someone's going to spend 30 to 35%, so I'm going to put in zero. Always put in something. You never know. Some, you know, the league, two people in the league could forget to put in waivers. Everyone else is like, oh, I'm not spending money. Someone's going to spend a lot. You never know. As unlikely as you think it could be, always put in a bid. So say you're not, you don't need them and you're not a fan. Put in a bid of 12, 13%, right? Because that's not terrible. And if you get them, and he's good. Now you have foul money. Or if you're in a league with trades, you know, you get them for cheap. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got them for $12. How the hell did that happen? Well, what's wrong with the rest of the league? And then you could always go to the roster grid and go, OK, well, who had most dirt? Who's hurting at running back? And then take that player and trade them. So just always put in a bid. And I think it's a mistake people make. Um, I really put in a lot of bids uh, if I have a player to drop. So, you know, there might be a week where I go, you know what? I really don't have anyone to drop. Uh, I might try and find someone, but always put in the bids. Uh, I think sometimes that's where people don't win leagues is they get complacent. They're like, oh, well, yeah, I have no one to drop this week. So, yeah, I don't need to go to waivers. Sometimes those stashes for one, two dollars, they work out. So it is actually not the worst thing in the world to have one roster spot that you churn week in, week out. Yeah, just a revolving door until you find somebody that you really hit on. Right. I mean, like, say, for example, uh, you looked at the waiver wire this week and it said uh, you had someone that got hurt, whatever you cut. You go, ah, you know what? Let me pick up Brian Edwards for cheap. See what he does. And now he had a solid game tonight. You go, okay, well, I'll keep him. And I got him for cheap. Whereas if he's available and people, everyone was watching this game. Now the price has risen. So, uh, you know, just a off the cuff example. But that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to get these guys cheap. So you don't have to pay for a Mitchell this week. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you completely. I'm looking at it, you know, and I'm saying, you know, people are asking me and I'm like, well, what does your roster look like and who are you dropping? Because, you know, obviously you want to make sure that you're not dropping somebody productive. You also want to make sure that, you know, because you always, always should put contingency bids in, right? Up until you get to a point where you're looking at a guy and you're saying, nah, I don't want to drop this guy for this guy because you know now I, I'm not that I'm not improving my team that way. So you know, always make sure you've got like one or two contingency picks on there as well in case you don't get that guy. But then the contingency picks you're spending much less money. Also, I mean, depends on on what you want to do. Much less, I don't know. But like, you know, I'll sit there and and I'll say, you know, if I got a hundred bucks. And I'm looking at at Elijah Mitchell and, you know, I put a bid for $15 in. Well, I'd probably go to 16 or 17 and and make that stupid, you know, uh, extra dollar or whatever and and worry about that. But, you know, I'll put that bid in. But then I'll be like, all right, so I didn't get a lot. You know, if I don't get Elijah Mitchell for this, um, I'll put in, you know, six dollars for Mark Ingram. Right. Or 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 nine dollars for for Philip Lindsay, whatever it is. But you stagger, you know, you cascade your bids like that and make sure you'd be I think you'd be surprised, Adam, as to how many people don't realize that they can do that. Oh, you know, I know just, that already. I know that I've seen it. I I, I could tell it's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, especially if you have an injured player to drop. I, trust me, I, I'll take photos. Sometimes I'll put in like baseball this week, which is towards the end. There probably was one player I dropped and I put in 12 players. I put in a lot. I'm like, I'm getting someone, 
You know, I might not get my $20 or 18 or 14, but I'm putting in like 10 $1 guys because I don't want this player on my team. He's got to get dropped and I'm getting someone. Now, this time of year, there are people who don't put in any waiver claims at all. They're done. So you don't need to be as diligent. But, um, you know, early in the year, for sure. And especially like if you're playing in a real competitive league where everyone's into it. Yeah, you have to do that. No doubt about it. You definitely do. So if you guys are listening here and you and you don't do that, just it doesn't take anything to do it. Right. And it, it takes nothing to do it. And and at least then it kind of guarantee, you know, not doesn't guarantee, but it gives you a better shot at, at landing somebody who may upgrade your overall fantasy team there. So um, all right. So I, I like where you are as far as um, you know, as far as the bidding goes and stuff like that. So uh, like how do you see that? Did did you tell me how the how you saw the the San Francisco backfield breaking down? Do you think? I mean, I, I kind of feel like Mitchell, Sermon, Hasty, like we could just see like a rotation where, you know, the lead guy gets like 12 carries. The next guy gets like seven or eight carries. The next guy gets like four carries. And it kind of rotates around as far as who the uh, the big guy is, because I just don't think that anybody in that team is real. I think Sermon's got the potential to be the lead guy, but obviously, you know, apparently I heard that he got scratched because he broke curfew and, you know, and he's being taught a lesson here by Shanahan uh, as a rookie being like, don't fuck around. Um, but I think from a skill set standpoint, Sermon could be the guy, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Do you think Shanahan would actually hand over the reins? I don't know. I mean, it's tough to predict what he's going to do. It's possible. That's why if I had Sermon, I wouldn't drop him. Right. Uh, and just kind of wait and see how this weekend plays out, knowing that Mostert is out. Um, I know it seems weird because he said, oh, yeah, well, this guy was, you know, Mitchell and Hasty played better than Sermon in camp. And it didn't seem that way. So I was thinking maybe it was a disciplinary thing. So it's really tough to know. So it looks like Mitchell, but. Will we be surprised if it's Sermon next week or Hasty? No, not at all. I mean, no one saw this coming this week. So he does, Mitchell does fit the system though, and he's got really good speed. So that's the one thing. But yeah, again, it comes down to co roster context. If you don't need a running back, then you don't need to go crazy. If you're desperate, you might have to swing for the fences and go a little bit high, knowing that it might not work out and it might be a real short, uh, time that you're using it so that's why i have always said like fab is one of the most uh, difficult things to explain because you can't give a general answer you right. can't just say oh mitchell's yeah bid 28 percent on him well for some rosters it's not worth even putting that much money on they don't need him so why would you bid that much where in other situations you're desperate and you need someone now i know they weren't i mean what were the injuries this week i mean you could have had most dirt but he was more a six round pick so maybe he's your rb3 some maybe rb2 Right. Um, there weren't right. There was was there any other big one? Judy is a wide receiver three. Yeah, I mean, but different position. If you, I, oh, I, you're just talking running back. Running backs, I don't think yeah. there were any other like real. I don't think there were any other real. I mean, injuries. but I mean, I guess if you're a James Robinson owner, you're shitting your pants right now. So that could be a situation where you're like, oh shit, uh, yeah. can I start him with confidence? Uh, so yeah i guess that's what about what so what about the houston backfield that situation's all like mark ingram got mad touches because like when the fuck is houston ever going to be playing from ahead like that in a game but you got him then you've got Lindsay who came in and scored a touchdown and then uh david johnson caught a touchdown pass also yeah, because uh, they're never going to score 37 the rest of the year. So never! Um, and they're not going to be playing from ahead. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, it would be a real small bid on Ingram, if anything. But I really don't want him. Because, again, even with the 26 carries, he had 85 yards against Jacksonville. So how much better is it going to get? So and they were, they're going to use probably all three. But it definitely, at least based on week one, it was Ingram as a preferred back, but was that also because they had the lead and they preferred him to turn out the clock? Yeah, just run, 
Run, run him into the ground and just run know. straight into the line and, uh, you know, snap it 40 seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, other backfield. I don't think there are any other back. I mean, I was again, glad to see Daryl Henderson getting the work. You said James Robinson. Um, I mean Tony Jones. I mean I drafted him in a lot of leagues, but yeah, he, he got he got some it. extra work there, just some fresh legs, nothing crazy. Yeah, and I don't think you're. I mean Kamara had 20 carries. That's something you don't see a lot. I mean they typically don't do that. Um, Kenneth Gainwell could be out there. Um, yeah, Gainwell. I mean that, that he looks like a like a decent handcuff there. What about um, what about Miami? What about like a, like a Malcolm Brown? No, no, not interested. No, no, fuck you, Bender. I don't want no stupid Malcolm Brown. Don't be like that. I, I mean, I wouldn't add him. <laughs> I wouldn't add him either. That's a Sandro Anello play once again. <laughs> yeah, well, that that hits once every twenty-eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's what we're looking at as far as backfields go. There's really not a lot to to love right now. Elijah Mitchell seems like the uh, the only play. Would you blow number one waiver priority for Elijah Mitchell if you were if you were willing if you were playing bidding fab and you were willing to go fifteen percent on uh, based on our, our, our other criteria? Um, if you were willing to bid fifteen percent, would you blow your number one waiver priority to take Elijah Mitchell? Yeah, if you need a um, running back, sure. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, how about some wide receivers? There are wide receivers out there on the waiver wire you like. I've got a couple who, you know, I'm definitely into. I like what I see here. And as far as uh as things go, I'll give you the the names. I, I like Christian Kirk. Um, I like Zach Pascal, I like Van Jefferson, and uh, and you know I love Juwan Johnson. Yeah, I think Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. I forgot well. Tim Patrick. You're right. I definitely like Tim Pat Patrick as well. A little bit more than Ham. I can't forgive Hamler for that drop, dude. I can't. I can't let that go. Uh, you got to let it go. Um, I can't do it. And, you know, he he probably will play a little bit more because Judy was in the slot for a, uh, a little bit. So mm-hmm. maybe they put Hamler in that role. So those two are definitely going to be added. Um Yeah, I again, I, I I'm a Brian Edwards fan. I drafted him in a lot of leagues. So I already have him, but I mm-hmm. would I would look at him. Uh, let me see who else. Um, yeah, I mean those are the guys in in most leagues. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else? Yeah, that's that's pretty it. I think a wide receiver. I mean, I think Rondell Moore was drafted in a lot of leagues. I know he played fourth in snaps, but was good when they got the ball in his hands. Um, Jalen Rager, eh. I mean, he scored a touchdown late in a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder about that situation with, you know, Rager, Devonta Smith had a good game. Um, but, I mean, I feel like they're just, they're, they're going to be content just throwing to the tight ends, too. Yeah, Ertz was a little banged up in the game, too. He did come back. Uh, but he is the number two receiver. On this team, but you got Smith, Goddard, Ertz back. So, I mean, I'd put him at the back of the list, but he's certainly in consideration. Okay. All right. Um, Trying to think if there are any other wide receivers who might be interested in. I wrote my article in the New York Post about, you know, I just, I like Kirk. I, I like Kirk more than, yeah, I, I just, I'm sorry. Fuck AJ Green. He's just that dude's. The dude's gassed and I can't deal with it. So, you know, I think Kirk definitely has the uh, the ability to be the number two wide receiver opposite DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and then you can, you know, you can obviously move him around a little bit if you bring in, you know, if you want to go to a three or four wide receiver set and you got to bring in Rondell Moore or you got to bring in A.J. Green again. Um, so I like him. Oh, Jefferson, deeper formats, deeper formats, deeper formats. Cedric Wilson of the Cowboys. I was going to ask you about either him or Noah Brown. So you say Cedric Wilson's the guy? Yeah, he was the guy who played more when Gallup went out. Huh. Okay. 
All right. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I can go for that, though. Because it's the Cowboys. Yeah, I know. Because they suck in fantasy. They suck in fantasy. <laughs> um, any tight end? What's your thoughts on Cole Komet? I got Definitely. so many people asking Definitely. me about Cole I, I drafted him as my tight end, too, in a lot of leagues. My last draft I did, I got him. Um, RT Sports draft, I got him. He played 74% of the snaps. Graham played 20 Seven targets, which was second on the team. I know Robinson had Jalen Ramsey. I think Robinson still had like 11 targets anyway. Um, Graham, they they probably will use in the red zone a little bit, which does hurt Komet a little. But yeah, I mean, as a, I get it. Dep- I, don't know, I don't have backup tight ends in every roster, but in the ones I do, he was one of the guys I was looking for. So yes, I, I do think so. Yeah, there's nothing worse though than, <clears throat> than, than owning the tight end who's great between the 20s. But gets totally ignored during the, uh, you know, inside the red zone. Nothing I don't worse. think I don't think he'll get ignored. But I mean, again, he played seventy four percent of the snaps, so that's a really good sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. It's definitely a good sign. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Well, I mean, obviously, if Juwan Johnson, Juwan Johnson is qualifies as a tight end in your league, he's going to be a very popular one, right? Two touchdowns, seventeen points. Yeah, I mean, just remember, only three targets. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, Trout, I mean, Troutman, Troutman played 83% of the snaps, and I think he had six targets. But they did look for Johnson in the red zone. They do kind of lack that red zone threat. Uh, he did make that one really good touchdown catch. He was wide open, but Winston didn't make a great throw. He made a great play to get it. So, yeah, it's definitely – you're probably adding – I'm assuming as a, t- a backup tight end, or maybe you rolled with Gasecki or someone who sucked, and you're like, "Damn, I can't count on him. Let me get another tight end." You could take a chance on Johnson to see if the role does increase again, because that was a blowout too. Yeah, it definitely was a blowout. It was so. All right. Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have any other waivers uh, that I'm that I'm really thinking about, and nobody that's really, you know, standing out to me is somebody who, I think, you know, I think we kind of hit it. You? Yeah, and um, Cleveland's defense uh, as Ooh. a streamer, because I don't know if people drop them because they went against the Chiefs in Week One. They get Houston. Oh, I love that. You gotta love that. Gotta love that. I think I have, I think I have the Cleveland defense somewhere. So I'm very. Did you excited. play them in Week One against the Chiefs? No, I did not play them. See, I that was them. one of the reasons why. I, I, yeah, one of I my got them. I was like, because I have, I had Cleveland. I don't know, going into the year sixth or seventh at defense, I liked them, and then I was like, shit, man, uh, am I going to draft them and have them play the Chiefs? Because you don't want to draft them, and then oh well, I'm gonna cut them now. So. That was my biggest issue. Basketball, I took them a lot. You don't care about that. But in seasonal, especially as my drafts got close to the season, I was like, damn, man, they play the Chiefs week one. Do I want to roll with that? Um, so they could be out there. Yeah. Arizona's I, um, probably out there, too. I mean, they're home against Minnesota, but Arizona could be out there. Dude, I just, for for my defense and kicker and shit, you know what I did? I, literally, I mean, I'm, very, I'm, I'm bullish on the Colts defense, right? I just, I like the Colts defense. I mean, they, you know, they, they scored what? Like they had like eight points or five points in this loss to uh to the Seahawks. I mean, you know, obviously you want to see good things from your D, but a week 14 bye, you know, you give me Blankenship and you give me the Colts defense so I don't have to think about my defense or kicker and I don't have to like, you know, I spend the first 13 weeks of the season not like – you know, having to, you know, worry about a bench spot or making the move or anything like that. I can just boom right there at the end of the season. Uh, I can make that switch like that's I, I was I was big in on that one uh, for sure. I think it was my. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was doing my FFPC draft. Right. And I was sitting there and I was drafting and I was kind of going through it. And I don't know what the hell happened where I, I suddenly thought that it was a best ball format. And, and so I took another defense. And I was like, why did I just take another fucking defense? This isn't best ball. What the hell's wrong with me? 
And it so happens that the second defense that I picked up was the Cleveland Browns. Oh, okay. So now you got up for next week. So I have them for next week. I, you know, I didn't make a move and the Colts play the Rams. So I don't have to, uh, I don't have to worry about that. I can just uh, put the Colts on the bench and, uh, and I can rotate between these two stupid defenses, right? Cleveland has uh, Chicago in week three, right? Andy Dalton. Or Fields. You think it's going to be Fields? It could be. I mean, I know Dalton's got the revenge game against the Bengals, but Bengals, are pro- Bengals can beat them. The Bengals. The Bengals. Ay, ay, ay. Let's um, go. Let's get the Bengals to 2-0. Let's do this. Let's get the Bengals to 2-0. Please. You know, that's literally the only way that Joe Mixon's going to see these carries regularly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, all right. So, hmm. I think that's uh, I think that's where we're at. I think we've uh, we've we've helped people with their their waiver wire issues. Um, so, you know, remember, if you uh, doing your waivers Tuesday, you're doing your waivers Wednesday. I'm sure if anything changes uh, with some of the players, if we get some more news, because, um, you know, I've heard you say it a, a boatload of times. I've said it, too. Um you know, a lot of teams don't, uh, you know, have a lot of teams have off days on Monday, right? Like the Chiefs, for example, off day on Monday, they get back to work on Tuesday. Tuesday, you start seeing some of the other like little injuries crop up when guys are, uh, are, are back there and it becomes a little bit of an issue. So I would say that, you know, for now, there's the, uh, you know, there's there, there are the waiver picks, but on tomorrow's pod, uh, we might have uh, another name or two, just depending on uh, what happens in the news, right? Yeah, because a lot of times guys will swell up or something will happen. They'll report to the facility on Tuesday and be like, yeah, uh, my knee's hurting. And then they'll address the media and be like, oh, yeah, well, this guy's dealing with a knee injury. Happened during a game, but, you know, they're not at the facility today or sometimes the pain doesn't kick in until late Monday. Yeah. And when it does, then it's a problem. Then it's a problem. Ooh, I just looked. I won my Scott Fishbowl matchup. I, I did not. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. It's all right. I had a pretty good week overall. So, um, And I've always said this, no disrespect. If I'm going to do bad in a league, uh, I don't mind it being that. It's not for money. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I'm, I try. Oh, I lost by nine. What the hell, man? I had Gronk on the bench. That's ah. Well, Hawkinson's my other tight end. I know you could flex one, but I guess I should have. Uh, and my running backs did not. Oh, I have Reem Mostert. Okay. Uh, I guess I think I'm going to cut him. Eight weeks, man. Eight Fuck weeks. That. Yeah, that's a long time to hold a Fuck bench. That. Well, I got some other cuts. So maybe I'll hold them. It's, never, it's not like there's ever a lot in there. All right, I'll blow $100 on Elijah Mitchell. Is he even there? Let's see. I bet you he's not even available. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he's. Uh... Nope. He's not available in mine. That's great. Uh, let's see if he's available in mine. Um, free agents. Where's free agents in the the fish division? Oh, great. When you go in the, the highest point total is Zach Pascal. That's not good. Zach Pascal. You know, I mean, they were running. 19.8. They're running Paris Campbell out of the slot. Pascal was on the field for uh, for all those two receiver sets. Yeah, they were running. They like him. Tim Patrick's there. Oh nope, not for me. Oh, you got Carlos Hyde is the top running. I back. picked up Hyde last week in this league for like uh, did I even did I even put it? If it was, it was zero or one dollar. I'm like ah, what if I'm what if he does something? So I actually did pick him up, but uh, I don't want to play him. Yeah, I um all right, let's see. Wide receivers in mind, Tim Patrick, Deontay Harris, Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, Danny Amendola. There you go. That is the league winner. No, no, he's not the league wire. winner. It's Chris Hogan who's the league winner. Oh yeah. He caught a touchdown, baby. Come on. <laughs> There is cock-a-poo-poo. 
out there on the waiver wire, but oh my God, where are my tight ends? Let me see my tight ends. Who's available here? Pharaoh uh, Brown is considered a tight end. Huh. Yeah. James O'Shaughnessy, he's available. Albert Okwebenum. Albert O, David Njoku, Chris Manhurts. Oh, my man hurts. Ay. All right, so there's shit out there for the uh, Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, that's usually the case. It is usually the case. You got you to gotta, like dig real deep into the injuries to, to get something fun. You really do. <laughs> oh, I lost in the host league for Sirius XM. Who did I lose to? How the fuck did I lose to this person? Oh, I didn't lose by much. I only lost by like 11 points. Who was it? Oh, it was oh, Amber Theo Harris. Damn you, Amber. Damber. Oh, yeah. See, this is what I like to do late at night, Adam. I like to sit there and just kind of go through my rosters and who won and who didn't. And yeah, my Sirius XM host leagues are, uh, or no bueno right now. I think I've I've lost in all three. That's nah, we one week means nothing. Means oh never mind. I won in one. I won in the Sirius XM fantasy football post draft draft. So right after the NFL draft, that's when we uh, when we jumped into it. <laughs> These crazy leagues. It's insane. You know it's so, so funny. I'm in. I tell you I'm so in the in the Sirius XM host league for baseball. Uh, there are two of them, and I'm in first in one. Jim Bowden's in first in the other. He sent me a screenshot of it. So, you know, with the way football's been going or whatever, I just I, I really haven't been. You know, I've been diligent all year long. Um, had like a like a ten or a twelve point lead. Uh, you know, in this uh, in this league, and then for like four straight weeks, I missed waivers. Four straight weeks. I missed waivers because it was just, yeah, whether it was I was on vacation or for one week, uh, you know, and then it was just, you know, everything else was work related. Um, and then, you know how I found out that I missed waivers? It wasn't even that I was like thinking about it. Um, it's that every. Um, what is it? Every waivers are Sunday night. So every Monday at 4 a.m., I get a Facebook message from Lenny Melnick. Hey, I just picked up this guy. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> like it never fails, man. Like clockwork. Lenny's Lenny's fucking 4 a.m. Facebook message. And you know, when you get to be my age, Adam, and you'll understand this, that you know, you keep your phone sound on during the course of the night because you don't know if somebody's gonna call up and be like telling you somebody died. Yeah, right? I'll and deal with it when I wake up. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, so, you know, I hear that 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 ding message from fucking Facebook that I got this, you know, message at four in the morning and I look and it's, you know, it's it's Lenny, you know, and I'm just like, oh, God, I turn it off and I don't I don't answer him until later on in the morning. But it's like, God damn it. <laughs> right. 4 a.m. And it's like, oh, time to get up. You missed waivers again. I still have a 10 point lead, though. I am. I, I could quickly disappear. It's Still time, so you yeah, better no. reinforce. I, I made waivers last night, which was great. I got to finally improve off of Victor Caratini as one of my ca uh, catchers. But even better was um, I got Jesus Lazardo for a dollar. Yeah, he's pitched better lately. Uh, I think he pitches Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just I. I just need a decent start, like a quality start. It doesn't even have to be a, a huge thing. He could go five innings, two earned runs, and I'm fine with that. Just give me a couple of strikeouts. Just don't get fucking blown up. And uh, and I think I uh, I think I can hang on for another two weeks. Yeah, I'm trying to hold on and tell. Uh, lead is uh, seventeen and a half. Okay. It got down as low as 12, though, and I was starting to get concerned because offense went ice cold, but uh, picked it up again. So I looked at it. I should hold on, barring an implosion. That'd be nice. That would definitely be nice. 
Yeah, it'd be a nice little, nice little cuckoo cuckoo for fantasy alarm if we ended up with, uh, you know, getting some good baseball championships in there, in there under our belts. I always like that. I always like seeing the family win. Just makes me feel good. Makes me realize or uh, you know understand that in the right spot, good shit's happening. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Let's get out of here. Um, at some point, I'm going to maybe try and get some sleep. I don't know. It's way past my bedtime already. Um, all right. We will be back uh, tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Big thanks to everybody for liking and subscribing. Big thanks to Shannon Blunt, our, uh, our, our illustrious producer who, you know, does all the editing and makes all the music happen. And I mean, not that we do a lot of editing and stuff on this pod, but... You know, she always does a good job with it. So I just want to give her a shout out and thank her. And uh, and yeah, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.